Hello? Hello? Are we there? Good evening. Sorry, I was falling down an Amazon rabbit hole. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Let's Have a Fifi Season 11, Episode 7. Seven, I know. We are moving right along. It seems like this seemed like an exceptionally long week. It feels like at, at, it felt like this week was almost two weeks because I had to think about whether or not we actually did a show last week. I was it, it's weird. It's because Time we did it before week. the holiday, maybe. Probably, probably. I don't know. I, don't know. I have no Whatever. idea what day it is. The what holiday is, is one of those times that like the time just blends into itself, and it's worse when you work from Much. home, like I do. Like I, I have no idea what day it actually is. Oh, <laughs> this is the only reason I did. <laughs> Okay. Well, speaking of time, this has been 10 years of your Wednesday night conversation. I am Felicia Fifi Minor, and over there with the pretty mustache and raised brows. I I am still Freddie Prince Charming. And look, I have... um, Sir Eric's artwork up. I made sure that I, love that. I had it up before, uh, before the show. I meant to do it last week and forgot, but I have it up. So I'm excited that I have that now. Love it. My hat uh, is covering my, my king sign, though. It's all right. And, of course, we do have a special guest with us this week. Oh. Um, you can see him hanging out down there. He is Mr. Trans USA 2022, Dylan B. Dickerson White. Howdy, howdy. Uh, yes, the, is the rabbit hole is the sunglasses. Why I bet it is. is your, Never Did I, it is very long. Why is your name very long? Why is your name that. long? <laughs> My name is just one name. I don't have 87 names like so many of uh, uh, You're just one short. <laughs> just one of, of the limit. That we, no, just <laughs> Here we go. Anyhow. We'd like to thank our Patreon supporters. And after tonight, they may not support us anymore. I'm just kidding. Um, it's it's going to be my fault. You, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to end the show. We'll, we'll just we'll just build. Let's you have a Fifi does not endorse nor necessarily agree <laughs> with the opinions and comments that have been going to appear on tonight's show. Oh, I'm glad we have legal. Let's go right. with the uh, That's the one that goes under the one eight hundred number at the at the bottom of the screen. Wait. <laughs> it's not that kind of show. Um. <laughs> You can get exclusive like one eight hundred, not one nine hundred. Oh, <laughs> I get them confused. I dial. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, go to <sighs> patreon.com for exclusive content. It's patreon.com slash let's have a fifi. Uh, we'd like to thank our patrons Brandon D, Drake Jensen, Casey Starr, Carrie and Corey, Kim, Joan, Leanne, Nicole, and Shannon. Uh, special thanks to uh, Success Boutique. LC Designs, and Wigs of a Kind for supporting us. But of course, you can drop a good old dime in our PayPal at paypal.me slash Fifi. If you want to sponsor us, which means that you want to add like zeros behind your money, or commas and zeros. We we, we like commas. Decimal points. We will put you down as a sponsor. Punctuation. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, we will. We will. Mm-hmm. We will appreciate every bit of it. Um, if you want to get texts from me randomly throughout the week for no reason at all, you can text LHAF to 602 730 I'm going to do that because nobody texts me anymore. I have no, except, you know, like, oh, oh don't do well, that. See, there you go. Just do that and then you'll get random shit, from Felicia. I have no idea what she sends out. <laughs> 
Not a damn clue. I mean, it's artistic, artistic nudes. Artistic nudes is fine. Artist, oh, I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and if you're on Facebook, uh, and there's like a, a little circle with a star in it, uh, if you click that and then you uh, give us five stars, 50 stars, 100 5,000 stars. Um, it gives us like a, a little bit of cash. It don't give us all the cash because Facebook got to make money too. So I don't know how that works. But uh, it's so hard up for money. <laughs> yeah, they're suffering. Um, they're laying people off. They need the money. Um, we want to thank folks like DJ Image, Eddie Omega, Lori, or Laura, Refro, Renfro. Renfro. It feels like I'm saying it wrong. Renfro. Well, you have it spelled wrong. That's probably why. Oh, okay. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh. Oh. (laughs) I never promised I could spell. I (laughs) barely put on the makeup. Um, (laughs) There are so many more donated stars, but let's talk about our weekend. How was your weekend, Freddie? Uh... Thursday we didn't do much. We kind of started decorating a little bit, and, and you know, we were like, we 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 didn't have the kids. We decided we didn't want to do much, so we just kind of bummed around the house until uh, I think it was probably about three o'clock or no, yeah, about three o'clock. We drove down to H Mart and got uh, Korean food because oh my old hood, one does, um, and then got a couple things that I needed at the Asian market for Saturday because Friday. I ended up on call at work, so I wasn't actually ha- didn't have to be tethered to my laptop. Oh, which was really nice. How rude! So, I'm oh, so stupid. I hate it when they do that. It's so fucking dumb. Just put me on call. I'm salaried. Who fuck cares? Like just whatever. So they told us you can go ahead and sign off if we need you. We'll call you. Um, but it gave me a chance Did to kind of start. You? No. Uh, thank oh. God. Um, that gave me an opportunity to start prepping some stuff for Saturday because um, we had a Friendsgiving that we were doing on Saturday. <clears throat> Felicia. Um, so I made the pies. Uh, and I, so didn't I didn't go. To... That's why he was making that noise. Uh-huh. I was also invited um, to one and I did not go. I got the same reaction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Saturday, then we had like a, we had a Friendsgiving, but we did like drop in style so that nobody had to like feel obligated to like come at a certain time and whatever. Um, it was great. We had like 15 ish people drop in throughout the day. Um, we had a 28 pound Turkey. We had a huge ass fucking Turkey and there was not much left of it. Like it, 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 and we didn't have much of anything in terms of leftovers. There were pretty much no green beans left. Um, no mashed potatoes. There was some mac and cheese, not a lot of turkey. Uh, like there, 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 shit was tapped out. Like, you know, I would, I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. Like, that means that people actually yes. like my cooking. So I'm okay with that. Um, everyone that came said they really like enjoyed the vibe and the energy that we have in the house, which was great. That's fine. Cause we try to like not have people with, gross energy and you know, energy vampires and stuff over. So like that, that, that was good. Oh, and because he came, I actually got my, who came? Brandon McGill. So I actually got my magician's oh, tarot I'm deck. so jealous. Um, which is super, super cool. 
Um, and it came with two stickers because I am the, was I the 10 of pentacles? The nine or 10, whatever. Um, but I have one of his nifty like pentacle stickers. It's all like holographic and shit. And then of course the hand drawn. I know they're all hand drawn because my demigo is just stupid. Their artwork is ridiculous. And it was funny because like, uh, there were a bunch of people that were here that had no idea who Brandon was. So they were like looking through the deck and they were like, Oh my God, this is amazing. So I'm like, yeah, you need to go follow them so that, you know, you can keep up on all the stuff that Brandon does because Brandon. Yeah, I'm gonna have ridiculous. like I just even see those little stickers, and I'm just gonna have to go like over here and follow oh, my I know, and I, I kept. And just... I was asking like because who was it? a couple of the people got theirs too, and I was like, "Do you want me to sign it?" And nobody wanted me to sign it, and I was really, really. Uh, I, was I very you offended. didn't sign my. Co- Are you? If I, I if you very get offended. to sign mine, will you? Will you let me sign yours? No, I want to keep mine pristine. Wait, show me mine. I want to see it in print. Uh Okay, well, how was your weekend while I do that? Um, my weekend. Hey, that's you. Yes, it is you. Um, be sure to follow Brandon McGill on Facebook, Instagram, the Twitters, the Snapchats, the all of the things. Um, personally, I think we week- should have been the king and queen of Pentacles, but you know, um, know. I'm not arguing. <laughs> I was the queen. Oh, look at she looks so good on paper. I was I I was like <laughs> that almost looks better that, than the digital. I know it's like it's hard. That's I can't just, get it to focus. It's every time I feel like glare. I'm good at something, I see something like that, and I'm like, I'm never touching a pen again. <laughs> I know that's incredible. What that should be like your inspiration, and it's good. Like Felicia your... wasn't naked, which means that I can like show this, and also it's not super awkward for me. Oh, there are some cards that are. Oh, there's a lot of very naked cards in here. There are a lot of penises. I love that. I'm not mad about it. I'm just kind of glad for my own personal sanity that Felicia's is not one of them. (laughs) Like, we don't have that kind of. Uh, I can be like 12 years. I've never seen Felicia naked. I've never seen Felicia naked. That's impressive for people who have worked together for that long in this community because I'll have people that it's my second show with them and they're just like, you know, Pull out balls down, like yeah. bent over in the dressing room, like in front of him. Like, oh, well, nice to meet you too. Well, I I, I've seen plenty of balls. I have seen plenty of peni. I have seen all the vaginas and boobs and everything. I have never oh seen Why anything. About I've never, gents? I've never seen Felicia's naughty bitch. And I'm okay with oh that. Oh my god, I'm okay with I, that. I'll send you nudes later. Artistic Thank nudes. you. Artistic nudes. I have to text you right the LHA. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> the official. Yes, Brandon, you have seen me naked. <laughs> Brandon was the first person to see me naked, except for my partner after I had top surgery. Oh, I know. That's oh. like one of those important moments, though, that you always you're always going to remember, though. Like, yeah, because you're like right, so self conscious. Brandon, yeah, like, like Brandon was the first person, like one of the few people that were that close to my junk. Like that, that generally didn't happen. <laughs> anyway, sorry. How was your weekend, Felicia? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing compared to all the genitalia that we've been talking about. Um, <laughs> um, I only get to see said genitalia in print, though. I don't actually have any in my house. Which is I mean, you didn't ask. Sad. You just have to ask. Um, <laughs> it's going to be coming that kind of show that we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see it. Um, and, <laughs> um, so 
Well, well, where did I leave off? Oh, I spelt brine last week. The turkey got into the brine, made the turkey on Thursday. Um, didn't have that many people over, which was, this was the first year that I didn't have to cook for a lot of people. And I was grateful. <laughs> Love the family, but I was grateful. Um, cause there wasn't a lot of, I don't know what to call it. Uh, scrambling, a lot of, mm. uh, plus I either ordered stuff or made it the night before. So all I did was cook the turkey. And that was, mm. that's the way to do it. Mm. Like close to my heart. I was like, "Oh, I'm done with the turkey." And then it was like, "Oh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, like, actually, yes. done. I can eat the food and not feel like I want to go <laughs> sleep immediately." Because <laughs> sometimes when you cook like a huge meal like that, you're just like, "I don't even care about the food anymore. I just want to go." To bed. Yeah, I don't want to eat it. Years, I just need a nap now. Yeah. In years past, I have been like, "Okay, you guys eat." I'm going to go sleep real quick and then come back out and be social. Um, but I didn't have to do that. So um, I think I fell asleep a little early too. Um, and then I cut I, I cut down the turkey and then I boiled the bones too after uh, a little ditty um, to make my own broth. And I made not pot pie. What do they call it when it's not in the pot pie? Is it alakine or something? Something? I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. eat pot pie. I hate that shit. It's gross. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't understand well, what it's supposed to be. <laughs> that's so weird. Uh, <laughs> we call it a deconstructed pot pie. Okay. Deconstructed pot pie. I feel that's, it. I feel it. Forty-seven ninety-nine it at the hipster store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make it. <laughs> it's right next to the avocado toast. And that was it. I didn't really do much. And then we decorated the tree um, and put up decorations. That was that was about it. And then getting the dad uh, disappointment text. Um, mm-hmm. on That's your own damn fault. That's it your is. own damn fault. It, it is. Mm-hmm. But that's me. That's mm-hmm. all. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have... I didn't have any shows, which was okay with me too yeah i was kind of i was i was happy with if somebody that. had Dylan, asked how was, me to... how was your weekend how was your holiday uh, oh, well let's let's take these off for a second <laughs> oh is it <laughs> oh, that serious oh serious now. no the world just opened up too okay so i did not plan on going anywhere um i was planning on staying here getting some real work done and just pounding that out and like oh let's just go down <laughs> to the in-laws family all right so now he, they used to live in um, a central-ish part of West Virginia, but now this is even further out. So you have to drive 17 miles into Bumfuck No, where there's back roads. There's, I don't even know if you can... Oh. There's one internet hub for the entire county. Um, oh. And oh, no cell service at the house. And it's... Um, Did you go back to 1996 or something? I felt like... I, felt, I actually think the, um, the carpeting in that place is older than I am. And I think freddie knows how old i am so <laughs> we'll leave it at that but no um and there were uh-huh. seven adults uh three children and t- two large dogs inside and two large dogs outside in a trailer down there and i was tasked with playing with the kids <laughs> so Ooh. i the oh. food was great except for um this one thing i don't know if anybody uh has heard of this before does 
anyone ever put like egg in their mac and cheese? Because I thought that was the weirdest. I'm sorry. Thing. Okay. Wait, yeah. It depends on okay how how did they put the egg in it? Like was it yeah, just I was gonna ask that. thrown in? It was like mixed in with it, and then they baked it in the oven. Okay, so when I, just... I make my mac and cheese, I actually beat in uh, two eggs, but the eggs get beat in with the evaporated milk and the cheese and all this yeah. stuff, and it makes part of the sauce. Like if you're just gonna kind of throw eggs into it, no, 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 hard pass on that. I don't Excuse even know. Me, can I ask a question? Can I ask a question? Um, uh, are these white people? They're, I said Southern West Virginia, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> no. okay. Um, you can continue. Mm-hmm. I love how you lean down to me. I am short in real life, but we are the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that was uh, the highlight of it. So I, I was really glad to not have to be so connected all the time because I really couldn't respond to any messages. I had to go down the street like, a little while to like check in but i also couldn't really do anything at all so we did end up driving like two hours to morgantown just to meet some friends one night (laughs) because there's nothing and i i feel like i don't even know how i would live there because i love them they're great people to visit but it's like if i'm 45 minutes from like a grocery store when i just want to go get some ice cream because i'm crying my ass out at four in the morning um no let alone hospitals but the ice cream is the important part (laughs) <laughs> no, I've I've been there. Not a fan. Never want to do it again. Never want to do it again. Really? Mm-hmm. So where were you at? That was that far. <laughs> yeah. I was oh, say. I've lived out in fucking bumfuck nowhere. I've lived in Arizona City, which is this little oh. fucking town that is in between Casa Grande and Phoenix, but close to nothing. See, it's on no the other concept. side of the freeway to of your house, but another about half an hour down the fucking road that oh my like, God. It, it, there's nothing there. There's I don't live there. I think in there BFE. might have been a family. I just live I there, further you do away. Live, no, you still live in BFE. <laughs> you live in BFE from me. I do not actually. I am quite central to just about everything. <laughs> in fact, almost everybody that came over on Saturday, they, they, everybody was like, does everybody live like between eight and 10 minutes away from here? Because that seemed to be the, like we're in this little central hub, apparently. Everybody that we know lives within like eight to 10 minutes. Except I do Felicia. not. I, know. I feel like I'm I'm the worst about it because we, they either live within like 20 minutes or they're six hours away from me. Like it's well, people that I know. Right. And that no, but the, right. the fun part about that area, and this is, these are, I have so many stories about that. There was a time we had to wait for the cow to get out of the road. Um, oh you know, my God. And then wait for somebody to come, like get his dad to come down with a truck to help us move a tree that had fallen from the storm out of the road. Oh, Jesus. Like it is literally like that backwoods, wow. Southern West Virginia country as fuck. Like, wow. And I'm just here like, thoughts and prayers. I want to drive through. <laughs> oh my God. Nope. Speaking of cows in the road, this actually is a great segue. Don't call my name. Because my, my tip tonight, I'm actually going to talk about taking up space. Oh and I think this is this is something that I think people sometimes forget. I gain a couple pounds about. and you took it too far. You're welcome. <laughs> so here's the thing. Everybody, everybody takes Even up me? space in one way or another, either literally or figuratively. And it's not the taking up space that can potentially be the issue. It's where we take up space and being mindful of the spaces that we take up. Mm. Some of you are probably going, what the fuck does that even mean? 
Let me. That was so mindful. So, I loved it. So, as I, as a medically transitioning trans man, I identify as a man. Therefore, I am hesitant to take up space in places that are typically reserved for women. I am mindful. So, if. Is that hard to explain right now, or do I need to wait for you to explain? G- the rest? Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me a second. I'll kind of so okay. Just, just give me so. <laughs> I'm mindful of of my male privilege, and understand that my present my presence may make women uncomfortable. Not because of anything I personally have done, but because of the shitty reputation that men generally have, thanks to asshole cisgender men. And that is what it is. And I don't want to hear a single, but not all men. No, we're not going to not all men this. This is something that is a thing. I did not say that. I just said, I'm just, I'm, I'm speaking to the people at large. Just no, we are not, we are not going to not all men this. This is, you know. We're not going to go Facebook commenting. We're not going to argue about that. This is a thing, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And I will never use my trans status to try and get like a pass. It's like, oh, well, it's okay if I'm here because, you know, I used to be a girl or whatever. It's like, no, 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 no. No, that's not how that works. Um, I see all the fucking time, I see cishet people complain when they get told that they don't belong in queer spaces. And I don't necessarily believe that they don't belong per se, but they Mm. do need to remember that in queer spaces, they're the guests. We are allowing them into our safe spaces. And especially the, now. Say it, again, say it again for the people we that are, in are the allowing them party. into our safe spaces. Mm-hmm. And especially now with the constant threat of violence, if we let you into our space, you do not get to complain if there are people that take issue with it. Because Right now, and more than ever, our our safety, our very lives are at risk every time we go into a bar, anytime we go into a club, anytime we go into a space that is predominantly queer. We have no idea. We may not make it out of there. And 100% of the people that have shot up gay people, killed gay people, killed trans people, whatever, they have all been cisgender heterosexual individuals and no i don't buy the bullshit with this other dude now being non-binary that's a bunch of horse shit we talked about it last week horse shit he's trying to get out of a hate crime horse shit so which like, wouldn't even work anyway because it would still be like right you know. still a fucking hate crime not how that not how that works so that's it that's you you when you are a guest in a space you conduct yourself accordingly and it honestly doesn't matter how you identify. There are some spaces that may not be for you and that's okay. It is. is it's like, okay. Is like, this I like when we say, sorry, is this like when we say to allies, okay, be here, but don't, you know, like don't take over. Right. It's like the think, think like the, the bachelorette parties or whatever the fuck that come into these bars and just take the fuck over. They're drunk, they're loud, they're obnoxious. They get on stage and then they get mad when people are like, no, you got to go. 
I think one of the best parts, like the ways that I've started to think about this too, and like the same conversation, because sometimes like it's a little less tangible when we talk about spaces like this, but imagine like you're invited to somebody's house for dinner and like you're all hanging out in the living room. That doesn't give you permission to like, let's say go into their bedroom and right. start messing with their stuff. Or that's like, not, you're right. not, you know, like that's- You are a guest, to... you conduct yourself accordingly. That's, you know, and like, if you're let into those spaces, you need to understand that you are a guest there. And it could be a bridal or a baby shower. Those are places that are traditionally reserved for women. Almost always. It's, it's a little it's a little more lax these days. Where, you know, people are oh my inviting. God, I get invited to so yeah. many baby showers. Yeah. But again, it's often they're places that are traditionally geared towards women mm -hmm. so if you are someone who is more masculine if you're someone who identifies as male if you're someone who is very much a man and you get invited to, some, to a place like that you don't get to go in there and try to take shit yeah over. bro that's not how that works um mm -hmm. same whether it's a queer bar it could be a leather bar if you are not someone who is in the leather scene. If you are not someone, Felicia, you're all out of focus. Um, if you are not Yay! someone, it must be my nose is, again. You know, yeah. in the kink scene or anything like that, and you go into a space. If you go into a leather bar, if you go um, into a kink party, if you go someplace like that, and you are not kinky, if you are not leather, you don't get to try and come in there and be offended because oh my god there's somebody on a on a cross getting flogged and uh oh where not this doesn't, doesn't fucking matter like you're in their space this is their bubble but at the same token for the action if you allow mm. those guests into your space that doesn't also give you license to be misogynistic transphobic or whatever just because you can for example there's a certain bar here that caters primarily to gay men they like them young they like them hot they don't care for women they don't care for trans folks and they've made that very clear in their treatment of them which they don't like the feminine boys no they don't they want them masculine they want them young they want them hot that's you know which is bullshit it's like all right fine you have a type but don't be a dick because nobody is going in there to try and like you know it it's a it's a gay bar so the people that are going in, if they happen to be straight women, they're usually there with a gay buddy or whatever. They just want to go and dance. Or maybe they're lesbians. Or maybe they're trans men. Or oh maybe they're slightly effeminate gay boys. Oh, my God. It doesn't – you don't – you don't get to just be a dick because you can. Like, that's not how that works either. But I see <sighs> – I so see... we, have, we have queer people that are not allowing queer people to take up space? It's shocker, right? <laughs> right, because they're the, not the right kind of queer people, you know. Oh, but goodness. I also see and this 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 so and this is something that that drives me crazy. And I see it with trans folks. Mm. And I see it especially with trans folks who are maybe fairly new in their transition. 
Their name and gender marker hasn't been changed. They've been very vocal online about, no, no, I identify as a man or I identify as a woman. Full stop. You must use these pronouns and this name. Anything else is misgendering, whatever. Excellent. But then they use the fact that their name and gender marker has not been changed to sort of flip-flop and go into spaces that it's like, mm, no. What? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Um, there's, um, I think there's a good example of it. I saw this at a, in a DC thing and it was um, a lady, like a girls get in free kind of night. It's very clearly somebody who has done this, but again, use that sort of, oh, well, it's on this ID so I can get away with it. Um, right. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's a it's a thing. Um, goes for competitions. It goes for, you know, whatever. If you are very vocal about this is my identity. This is who mm -hmm. I am. It's not fair to then flip flop and say, oh, well, but but this hasn't been changed yet. So it's OK if I'm here. Is it, yeah. though? Because now you're taking advantage of the situation. And using like different identities as identities as currency in a way, like right, and that's and right, and that's you know again it has to do with taking up space. Is yeah. this a space for you? Is this some place where you should be taking up space? Because if it's not, let somebody else do it. Back off, and it's you know when it comes to like this is something that I've talked about when talking about like my my transition is recognizing how different it is being a cis-assumed trans individual. I have mm. to acknowledge and I have to recognize my male privilege. It changed a lot of things. Like, you know, okay, to be fair, generally people just assume that I'm a cisgender gay boy, but that's it. Even so, when it comes to women regardless of whether they are trans or whether they are cisgender mm -hmm. when it comes to women in a lot of spaces men make them uncomfortable and it's as a lesbian you don't think about it as an you know as another woman you don't think about it. you can smile at another woman and you know tell them that their outfit is cute or whatever and but if you're sitting at a bar and you happen to catch somebody's eye and you just smile at them immediately as a woman you're like what does he want I think you like really hit on an interesting point because it's, I think that we, we roughly started transitioning around the same time, I think. Um, yeah, and, yeah, it's, and, it was 20, 2014 for me. Oh, a couple years after me. Yeah. Um, but still it's, it's one of those things where it's at a certain point as you're starting to transition and getting through that, that part where you're reliably passing in public. And even though you haven't changed your behavior yet, you start to notice different reactions that then you would have gotten before where yep. some of them you may feel are positive, like, oh, well, people are like moving out of my way for, and they're not like running into me. Like they're giving me this kind of respect. And then you realize that maybe wow. it's intimidation and maybe it's fear and it's not respect. Mm -hmm. And maybe, you know, you, yeah. one of the things that, that I notice is like, if I'm, if I'm walking somewhere and it happens to be nighttime ish or whatever, if I'm walking from one place to another, if there's a woman in front of me or someone that I would assume to be a woman just based on, clothing, et cetera, et cetera. Just assuming it's a woman in front of me, I will actually make it a point to either slow 
down and let them get further ahead of me, or I will speed up and pass them. Because I can tell you that there is very little that is more disconcerting than walking somewhere and knowing that there's a dude walking right behind you. Uh, but isn't that also a society thing? It All is. stems from th- let boys be boys and girls be women. Right. Well, that's, and that's the thing. And, but you, from being on both sides of it, you kind of, yeah. you're like, oh, I totally know how she's feeling and I've mm-hmm. been there and I don't want some dude just walking behind me because I know that that immediately, like the anxiety level is like, yeah. so mm-hmm. I will, I will hang back. I will just speed up and pass and just keep going. Like I will make sure to do something that indicates that I am not a threat and just keep moving because I know, like I said, men have a shitty reputation because of assholes. And again, I am not going to be entertaining any of the, not all men because yes, Um, all men, because uh, not enough men call out the shitheads. So yes, all men. And there's also not a single person or a single man that has been hundred percent perfect in every, like there's been something that you have done. Like I, like anybody's done that has, Hmm. even if you weren't aware of it, that's been, something of that nature. And it's, it's like, again, that huge realization for me that when I was first transitioning, coming out and like learning to take up more space and be proud of myself and learning to like, yes, assert myself. But at a certain point during that process, I had to hold that back because I was getting to be the kind of person I didn't want to be. Even if the, mm. uh, the actions that I was um, taking and the things that I, re- I was saying were completely the same as they had, would have been well, before. It being perceived differently just based on what people see. Right. And, you know, going and transitioning, you know, you're, you're always, you know, you have to be a man. You have to, men do this. Okay, but why? What do they do? <laughs> things that people shouldn't do. Belgian shoot things, I guess. <laughs> oh my right. gosh. Oh, I, mm, Bad time. So, I, I already you know, grew up with stuff like that. I don't, mm-mm. when people are like. Just be mindful of, of the mm-hmm. space that you take up. <laughs> Because uh, it, I can say that because um, I go walking in the evening, and there are uh, women uh, walking with like their children, and I know uh, because my my mom taught me this that if you see a woman on the sidewalk, you walk opposite of her, or you walk on the like you walk in the street, not in the street, but you know what I'm saying. Um, and so I think it surprises um, some folks. Um, that I will go completely opposite of them instead of walking like through them or trying to figure out where they're going. I already know where you are and I'm going to move out of your space and Mm. not be that person. Especially as a a black man. Yes. I already know. We have people that are calling cops on like five-year-olds because I live in a predominantly white neighborhood so i already know they already top of mind okay what does he want um what is he gonna do and so i make it very clear over here and i'm sure they can see my sassy little walk from far away (laughs) but um but i'm still a man and i still they see me and they go Mm, i i see the eyes don't think i don't see the eyes i see the eyes i see the you know, I'm like, they clutch their purse language. a little bit closer. If they have their purse while they're walking, <clears throat> they're not really doing it right. Mm. Mm. 
I mean, just white no. people. I don't, no. I don't. We're out like, exercising. Yeah. And that's stuff. the answer to so many. It's like, this is a, when you don't know what to say at some point, you're just like, white people. Because it's always, <laughs> it's always true. Always. I, I have a friend. Yeah. Uh, they play Fortnite, and they, she works at a McDonald's in you know Middle West Virginia. And the end of the day, she is just you know what? It's it's always the people, always the white people. That's why I asked. Complaining at that McDonald's, they put eggs in the middle of their macaroni. <clears throat> I have never, you know, cream uh, like heavy cream things like that. I just I don't know the the mac and cheese. Which, but I feel like every mac and cheese that I have had since I've been to Hell's Kitchen in Vegas um, has been. Absolute garbage. Ever then, I cannot eat mac and oh, cheese without. Thinking. You let me know when you come out here. I'll make my mac and cheese for you. I got the seal of approval from literally everybody. Okay. Well, then I, you... let, I will let you eat that. <laughs> I I, this 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 white people knows how to cook and enjoys things like flavor and seasoning. I've actually seen him looking for different seasonings <clears> and <throat> things, and then we go looking for them in different stores. He knows where they are. Knowing, my knowing my spice it. cabinet consists of the entire inside of my door on my pantry. I have like eight shelves and about 15 like spices or so on each shelf. So yeah. I, I think I need to like uh, book a flight, um, start preparing for um, at large. They, they, the I got you. I got you. <laughs> I got you. you. You come on down. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't it US of A's uh, a requirement only like two hundred or something? <laughs> yeah, which I'm I'm not that far off from it for these days. Like, it's fine. I got this. Oh, man. oh Archie, oh. hi. See, Dominic von Strapp says that you know my shit's good. Yeah. No. See, <laughs> I can vouch. Or is there a I can vouch for this. <laughs> I can vouch. A mac and cheese showdown. <laughs> oh, that's your. That's the name for one of your shows. I'll have no. to I'll have to do like a video or something and like do my Oh, you should subscribe stuff. to our Patreon. Oh, I could do that. But then I won't get the views. I I I told I told my kid that if they if cuz my one of my my kids started uh, um speaking following English. me on the on what? My my kid started following me on the TikTok. On the oh, I'm so sorry. She got all huffy because she's like, "Oh my god, it was so awkward. You have like a thirst trap video on there and i'm like i have a what it was the one with the the red and white like demon look oh, and i'm pulling the glove off with yes. my teeth she's like it was so awkward i'm like that's a thirst that's trap thirst i'm like look more oh, power to you if you think that's well, a thirst trap wait how old is she 13 okay well she she doesn't have that level of thirst trap. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. And then I was like, if you think that's a thirst trap, you should see what other people post. And I, she's like, oh, I know. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. How do you yeah, know yeah. what other people are posting <laughs> that are thirst traps? Guess the dad boys like, I've heard. I've heard things. I've heard things. Oh, you've uh, heard I've heard, things. yeah. Uh, someone told Does me. Does she follow me? Does she follow me? I'm just kidding. I, I don't. Are you appropriate? I don't know. I have 50 no. followers on the TikTok. Now. But I told her that on the I, Instagram, yeah. I have a video that has like 3,200 views. So I'm like totally a virus. I'm <laughs> so viral that you need penicillin. Actually, the one that what? I posted well, of you was 16,000 something. So Jesus. <laughs> I feel Speaking like of going viruses, is, is Elon Musk has officially taken over Twitter. Yippee. Right off the bat, he purged about half of Twitter's employees and about 5,500 of 
uh, Twitter's contractors. Uh, he's also getting rid of anybody who criticizes him in public or in private. Sound familiar? Mm. Uh, oh, I'm still he actually there. sent out a Google form. Um, employees must select yes to being hardcore, which basically means long, high-intensity days. And also Twitter oh, no longer I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> So, yeah, Twitter no longer has a communications department. So if uh, the press is looking for um, comment, they don't they have they don't have an app for that. He did that on purpose. (laughs) I mean, nobody has deleted uh, my account yet. And I said that his face looks like someone put a dollar store advent candle in a toaster. The melted wet. (laughs) My contribution (laughs) to um, Twitter is. During this holiday season, every day next month, I'm going to make a Christmas joke about his face. Fantastic. Oh. Yeah. See how okay, long it I takes him to, 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 yeah. to I gotta, I gotta need, I need some ideas, though. That's, <laughs> I'm oh, gonna, that was a need for hate speech. So if, you, if you'd like to send suggestions of, of things that his face looks like, I'd be happy to look through those. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, don't get us started. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I, I love memes. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go ahead. You go ahead. Um, Um, Another interesting bit of news that I happened to see randomly. Um, A person who was missing for 51 years was actually found thanks to a DNA match on 23andMe. Uh, She was kidnapped by her babysitter in 1971. Um, Her parents are actually still alive. So they were all like reunited. Whoa. Right? (laughs) Can you imagine thinking that your baby is gone and then like, bitch, Bam. there you are. I yes. just took a swab and now you're at my front door. Right. Uh, one <laughs> years, 51 years later. Because oh not only gosh. have you gone through that grieving process, you've already processed many, many years. Like you have not even really even like, but then that probably all comes back when you reunite with them. And like, right. oh, my, oh my God, gosh. that's that is like a the therapy session that's going on there. <laughs> Just I thought my daughter was dead um, and now she's at my front door. Uh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Um, yikes. That is that wow. is a literal pearl clutching fainting moment. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, fainting yeah, moments. Not short of these. Uh, speaking of Elon Musk, uh, Trump's tax returns are set to land before a Democratic-led uh, House committee after a loss with the Supreme Court. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this is serious business. And in October uh, 2023, that's so far away, um, date has been set for the New York case, uh, fraud case, fraud case, Hey, who wrote this? Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, I think it's funny that his three kids um, testified for January 6th, and they have all, or most of them have decided, no, no, we're not going to be a part of his cabinet this time. No, no. No, no. Yeah, like, um, swipe. <laughs> they, they are, mm-mm. I think they got a bit of a taste um, and they I'm, keep I'm saying- just excited that the, the fraud case actually is going to land right before the Republican primary season. So am I. I, wish I mean, you sad. have to think that that was a little bit planned, right? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that some, it, it happens that it gets tied up and then he's going to be ineligible to even throw his hat. I, I, I just, I want him done. 
I want him fucking done. And I'm hoping that this does it because I'm. Where are we with the January 6th case? I have no idea. Isn't he being charged for that too? I know. So I I did see uh, someone is uh, just got charged with something like today. I forgot who it was in the, in this one of his. Oh my goodness. Um, So I, I did not see who it was. The thing that bothers me the most is that everybody around him is like, oh my God, hands off. Oh my God, hands off. Oh my God, hands off. Yeah. It so is right. still... sinking ship. Oh my gosh. And I think that's that's such an interesting thing too, because you've got this whole thing with uh Ron DeSantis and this the thing between the two of them that's gonna be like one camp on that side and one on the other side, and you're just sitting over here with your popcorn watching that implode and hopefully that they take care of themselves, <laughs> but wanna, it doesn't mean- I want to put this out for the American people. Do not elect Kanye West. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh Jesus God. Christ. I just Don't tell me that that's not possible because we just elected- Oh, no, no. I, I'm not even- At this point, nothing's impossible. Just I, saying. Like I, I, he's going to make it mandatory for everybody to wear his clothing. <laughs> I mean- Yikes. It'll all be like it'll be like one giant like internment camp, and everybody in the country is going to be issued his, and his shoes. sweatpants and shoes and it's White just... Lives Matter T-shirts. <gasps> oh, ooh, whoa! Yeah, no. My soul mm-hmm. almost came out. I know. <laughs> Wait a minute. But on to passport. bigger and better things. Now we actually get to talk to someone that is a little bit less of a hot mess than we usually are. Uh, Dylan <laughs> they don't know B. Dickerson White. He is Mr. Trans USA 2022. Uh, um, so and have tell us about yourself. Been... How long have you been doing drag? What have you done besides the Trans USA pageant? Like, tell us about you. Who are you? you? How did you get here? Who are well, you? I see. I'm a Leo. No. Um, so uh, <laughs> most people don't. I thought this is a dating uh, profile now, apparently. Oh, it's oh, fine. Wow. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I've been, <laughs> my name, we talked about my name like a little bit earlier that it was, it's crazy long. Uh, it used to just be Dylan Dickerson. Um, and I've been doing uh, drag and performance and things like that for about 15 years or so. Um, and it, the B comes from two different, um, drag families brown and uh bottoms and then of course white with being sabrina white uh my you know adopted mother love her miss her but um outside of all of this i am a medical editor and writer i do that by contract and i use a lot of graphic design i'm really just kind of like having my hats in a lot of different things uh, a lot I of non work. Like, yeah, Felicia knows I, nothing about that. No, people people always message me like when I and it's hard because or they'll try to call me and like you have to message me first because I'm almost always going to be in some kind of meeting because the company I work for is based in India and it's the weirdest hours I'm in meetings and then it's it's been back and forth uh, with that. So hmm. uh, with Trans USA though, um, it was really different for me. So this pageant being. Um, not a drag pageant and finding out how I had to like present myself and who I was, you know, outside of that, because Mm -hmm. whenever we get into, even in this, a conversation where we're all drag performers, it's, you want to start talking about your drag and your work in the community in that respect. But how, if I didn't have that to rely on or fall back on, what was I going to be able to say? And that was like the hardest part of it for me. I knew what to do on stage. I knew everything like that, but 
really putting myself in like, oh, I am this person. And so what I describe to that person. Right, I am this person, not so. You know, since yeah. you brought that up, okay. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> since let's you opened that door, um, wide open. So we. Do I need we, this I again? mean, this is this is something we've actually no. something we've actually chatted about is the confusion about whether it's a drag pageant or whether it's a muggle pageant because everybody that competes seems to compete as a drag persona. Everybody competes as their drag name. Nobody competes as themselves. It seems like unless I'm missing something. Um, and you know, like the and it, like you said, there, there's a difference between a drag pageant and a muggle pageant. But could it be both? It seems like things are a little blurry. And I, I think I, I definitely can address that too, because there's yeah, no, it's it's not like a. I understand um, some of that concern, and that was a lot of when we see the people who have won, all being. Um, people who have been performing for a long time. And I think that honestly has more to do with the experience that they have in pageantry in general and knowing right. what's scored and knowing what people look for. And I'll get to like how I'm kind of working on that in a minute. But the thing for me was it, for me personally, I chose to use my uh, public name, my public persona rather than being just a drag name. It's more of that public persona. Whereas, um, even Lady Gaga, when she's not on stage, is referred to as Lady Gaga, like most of the time. Right. Um, even when going, and we to, still like, call each other Freddie and Felicia. Right. It's people know me by that name, and I felt that that was a better way for me to just Hi, increase Jerica. visibility in a diff in a couple of different ways. And not everyone chose to compete under a stage name; they chose their um, Muggle names. I mean, I, I feel like it's a weird word to use now with the whole like eh. um, J.K. Rowling thing, but you know, it's okay. Is what it is, but um, no, and and I think that some of that also has to do with yes, this is a pageant for you as as a real person, as you want to represent out there um, in the community, doing your own work as yourself uh, and not your drag persona. But a lot of us also do work with our drag personas. We also that is a part of our advocacy. That's part of what we do, but it's not mm. what, part of what everybody does. Um, and there's different ways we can go about doing that in the community. As much as I'm on stage doing things, I'm also like working behind the scenes with a lot of stuff and doing things as mm -hmm. far as speaking and just like doing panels. So it's a little bit of both. Um, and as far as the on stage, like the blurred lines, some of that I also think has to do with our community blurs lines all the time and fashion has been blurring lines all the time. Okay. So it's becoming more and more drag, even like standard fashion, more rhinestones, more like glam in things that we would see. So that's that's some of the things when we're talking about outfits, especially in the state costume, whereas if you've seen even the Miss USA, USA right. pageant recently, a lot of those get pretty big and rhinestones and they're pretty grandiose. And that might be the closest category to like drag. And it's really that let's show out whatever you, you want to. And it can be a big costume. It could be something small and creative. But I think that that is where people... Um, if they are in that sort of side of things in drag, that's where they can show that. But other categories, you're really not looking for that, you know, gown that weighs 400 pounds, you know, that, um, and the makeup that you can see from six like blocks away. Right. Um, it's really like, how would you present yourself as um, at a, you know, red carpet gala or Met Gala, something like that, like, or doing a charity engagement uh, in an official formal capacity. So that would be that. 
But I think that overall, there, there are a lot of blurred lines there. One, because um, people in the community who are interested in pageantry are often interested in performing, not always. Uh, and I think that, too, that these things are becoming even more blurred in pageants that are not within the LGBTQ community. Right. Well, that makes so sense. That, that's, that's the thing. But, but how I've tried to like address that is knowing that my reach <clears throat> in certain areas and certain spheres on Facebook is only, is very limited to um, a lot of performance because I, it's the community I know most. Right. So it was really a lot of learning how to navigate other platforms um, and doing more marketing on Instagram and with TikTok, because those are a lot of the influencers and people who do a lot of work in the community that have nothing to do with performing. Um, they're, they're active there. We have like these trans influencers that have like 40,000 followers or even people that follow them that can see stuff about the pageant. So we have so many people this year that have never even stepped on a stage in their lives before. And that's awesome. But, yeah. And I think that my goal has been <clears throat> to do sessions with people and make sure that even if you've never been in pageant before, you're going to be prepared and have that same knowledge of what to do as somebody who's been there before. Because it's not like, I don't want the only reason to, for somebody to win to because that they've just done it before, you know, like, and they, like, it doesn't seem fair to me that not giving people that information. No, absolutely. So, that's, that's, everybody needs to be on the same even playing field. Like that's, you know, so tell us a little bit about the pageant itself. Like there's no, like, how does it work? There's no prelims, like you, people like pay a fee to represent their state and compete. Like, is that... Why is that going to continue? Are they going to, are there going to be like qualifying prelims down the road? Do you think like, how, how is this going to, you know, how does it do? How did, how did it do? <laughs> no, I think that was something that we talked about a lot. Um, after I went and was like, Hey, since this is really getting to be bigger and bigger every time, this is going to happen at some point. And we'd really like to start, you know, implementing the prelims. And we talked about it so many times, but this year we really wanted to gauge, okay, now that we have this momentum, Let's see how this this does work, and we have this different structure, because we didn't want to implement any prelims when we had changed certain things about the way things are scored, and this changed um, some like descriptions in the categories. We want to see this worked out at the national level with the national judges <clears throat> and people putting that out there and really like getting that locked down on that level before we start telling people in different states what we they need to be doing as far as promoting and prelims. But they are. So, what are uh, the categories? Well, of course, uh, oh, there yeah. is, there's the personal interview, which is more of a, it's a, it's a, the toughest pageant interview I've ever um, undertaken. It is 10 minutes long. Um, oh and, yep. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's individual with the panel. And there were questions that let's say a lot of people may not be asked in a typical pageant. I can tell you that there were some of the standard questions that we know <clears throat> About promoting and, and prelims and you know representing the title but after I was asked to introduce myself the second question I got was so how would you handle the far-right extremism facing the trans community today in this country whoa and it, it is really a pageant that is absolutely about being a representative and being able to not only be visible for the community but actually speak on things that matter and being knowledgeable enough to even if you don't know the answer to something knowing how to go about getting that answer. Right. And so okay. a lot of times that the other pageants stray away from actual issues <clears throat> because it's more about 
the onstage, the arch, that business side of it, but being a pageant that's focused on advocacy, you really do have to be knowledgeable about what's going on. And so that's like one of the, there's two categories with the highest point total. That is one of them. The other being uh, formal or gown. So, um, and it's the, the one that I wasn't most nervous about <laughs> because again, I couldn't rely on all this drag experience before. I had to really put work into an actual platform and knowing what I wanted to do, even though that you're not really required to do a platform, it just helped me try to refocus on what I wanted my reign to be like if I were to win and what I wanted the system to like grow into should I have an opportunity to help with that. So that's that, okay. So you've time. got professional interview, you've got formal, um, state costume, state it's costume. A, what is so, that? So, uh, <clears throat> the easiest way that I can think of this is a lot of, uh, regular, you know, regular standard pageants out there do have their state costume. Um, I know miss, miss USA just did, but we also have pageants like, AAG and Universal Latino and all of these that do have like a creative costume category. And it's kind of a play on that, um, but just with the specific state you're representing. And it can be a big thing. It can be a small thing. And, but the creativity and how you explain it is something that is really important. And I chose for mine, just to give an example, to go a little bit more on the creative side. Um, I don't know if you've seen, there's that uh, picture of me. It's in the bodysuit with all the glowing lights and the mm -hmm. back piece. Yep. So that was my state costume. And I, in the bottom part, you're not seeing is uh, that the boots were made with, I made them myself out of like cosplay foam and molded everything with coal. So it started out as the costume is supposed to represent the transition of Pennsylvania from an industrial sort of coal age to a more te technology based uh, sector because they're, they have the number one robotics school in the world and they do a lot of oh. um, integrated a Carnegie Mellon, I think, at this point, yes. Mm -hmm. So it's it's really like going beyond something. Like my other idea was being a giant pierogi with a pierogi showman back piece. When is that costume debuting? Mm. Everyone has said that it, was, it might just happen. There's a pierogi festival uh, in Pennsylvania. There's a lot of them in Pennsylvania. I might there just show go. up. If I ever compete, I'm going to come out as a taco. You know what? I would love that. Yikes. There's a lot of jokes there. I feel we like. have this is like, <laughs> or I mean, if I want to really represent our state, I can just come out as a. You were gonna say it. Just say it. <laughs> I can just come out as a line of shipping containers across the border. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> On a similar note, well, I um. There was a part of the piece that, that was a little unstable because I did have to finish some of it in the hotel room. So if it were to fall apart on stage, all I was going to say is, and um, as you can see that this costume is like most construction projects in Pennsylvania, it's held together with duct tape and a prayer and it never works out as planned. <laughs> <laughs> I am sure you've seen all the bridges collapsing in Pittsburgh and <clears throat> buses falling into sinkholes. But... I mean, or I, I could come out as just a giant like orange traffic cone because all of our streets oh. always seem to be under construction. I think that's every state. I think there's always something going on and it doesn't matter which state you live in. But you see all the cones, but you never see anyone actually working on it. No, the streets are always closed. It doesn't matter what time of day you drive through. You're like, why? Do you, do you all have the freeway is closed and you see nobody there? You know, in Pennsylvania, do, and do you see there's so many different roads and so many ways to get anywhere 
and there's always people everywhere. So if something's closed, I'm not even sure because I'm pretty sure people will just drive right through it anyway. <laughs> or <laughs> Maryland side anyway. There's a reason insurance in Maryland is like twice what it is in Virginia. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Scary uh, oh my god that's because we I, like we have like freeway closures all the time but i never actually see anybody working on the freeways ever or you like it's drive always... to you drive the overpass and you see like nothing happening nothing no like you, and, and again it doesn't matter what time of day there's always just no nobody nobody ever working and i'm like or what, what by is... my house it seems to happen like one lane is closed and then you drive by it and you're like well what are they for? What did you just get what, what, are you actually some cones down? Like it's okay, cool, good for you. Wonder how much the guy who sits in the back of the truck and puts the cones down as they're moving gets paid. By the way, like, right? I wonder if I could just have that job. Or I just maybe it's his fault. Maybe it's his fault, and he's just like, you know what? Let's play with these fuckers. I'm gonna fuck with these people. We're just gonna put the cones down. They drive. The freeway drive. was closed last week. They complained the freeway was closed last week. I'm gonna close it anyway. Right. <laughs> we have the power so, to mess with people's commute. Right, right. <laughs> um, so one other thing that we have chatted before, uh, about before, um, that I, I would love for you to address because it's something that I think is important to talk about. Um, and that is that in the past folks have raised concerns i want to say about the the system seeming sort of elitist and privileged and like they want their winners to uh be younger and fit and have had surgeries and are white um and you know oh. etc which i mean we all know when it comes to the trans experience it's not yeah it, that's not how that goes like that's that's mm -hmm. I, I am, I like just speaking for myself, like I am neither young, I am not fit. I, you know, I've had oh. my surgeries, but Lord knows I don't, they don't look quite the way they did when I had it done because I put on 50 pounds <laughs> since then, you know? So it's like, it's, you know, so, so, you know, we, we know that for, for most trans folks, you know, surgeries and things can be expensive and hard to get, especially if you don't have insurance. And, you know, it, it just, looking at sort of the last three winners and, and, you know, things it, it, it does seem to, to have that reputation. So as the current title holder, what, what are you, what are you, what are you doing to, you know, make sure that the system is more diverse and inclusive of all body types, regardless of surgery, race, et cetera. You oh yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't play. Wow. You know that. I'm gonna ask no, a good question. I, oh. I told him this too. He told me he was gonna talk about it. Uh, I did. Yeah. I, I, oh I gave my heads up. I'm not gonna blindside him. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've got. And the thing is, like, some people do, and it's it's a fair question, and I think that it's a tricky line because we're at that point. Well, there's there's only been three of us, but it has been pretty. Um, so I do want to say that Eddie Eddie is Jewish. Um, so oh, white has obviously, but like it appears obviously that's the same thing. Um, but it's, it's something that I saw too. And I was worried about even, um, when I won, because I looked at the pictures and I mean, the three of us kind of look a lot alike too. That's like, we really do. And I think that it's, it was something that knowing when I won to see that, 
even though that's that was not something that people may have been conscious of and it's very specifically stated that we do not judge on body type in any way for any of the categories um and even on the miss side like there's been a lot of you know diversity in that it's like our current miss is i think 51 or two don't let her know i said that um it's ah, but i already um, sent the email i'm so sorry yeah i am gonna get get a nasty message <laughs> <laughs> now it's um it's something that i see in i'm conscious of like you said um it's a taking of it's similar to the taking up space kind of idea like are is that type and that, that taking up so much space that there's not room for others and i never wanted that to be something that kept um going through there so a lot of my efforts have been to look in places where people wouldn't look and to really focus on people that are really representative of different aspects of the community and doing that outreach to find these people that are doing the work and are capable of doing the job and it's it's like i don't have to go out there and chase down the young attractive conventionally attractive white trans boys that are in the gym they they will find it and i, I do message something but i have spent a lot of time focusing on outside of my own comfort zone outside of my bubble and really like <clears throat> trying to find people that like are interested and maybe afraid um you know because of that because of that perception and trying to say that that's that's not the case and I think that another big thing that people may want to know is that I actually have quite a few physical disabilities. I am autistic and I don't think that any of those things, like even though they're not visible to that, I think that knowing that the pageant system itself is completely accepting of that and understanding and they don't, there was never anything on there about any of those issues. So not only do we have contestants this year ranging in age from I think 21 or 22 to hope maybe 60 some um different body types different uh, abilities um you know that we have an accessible venue accessible venue now so that's really good nice and i think that you know making the venue more accessible uh showcasing the new photos of the people we have who are contestants nice. already and people seeing that they look like me i can do this too and and that's like my side of it with the contestants, but there's also another side of it working on is really coaching the judges um, on what's different about this pageant. This is not, and I not say anything bad about this, but it's not the continental sort of thing where you have to have a fitness model type of body or you have to, you know, like there, there's nothing about that. There's really um, no reason that any, that we shouldn't have winners of all different types going forward. And I think that some of the changes we made to the swimsuit category this year are really going to help people understand that it's not about specific body types, uh, especially people who have um, not had top surgery. Because there was an instance last year that there was one there was one contestant who had not had top surgery, and the rules had stated in the past that uh, a, like a very small black swim crop top would be required for that, and it. You know, he expressed to me and even I, we were all like, that's, that's pretty invalidating. Um, and it was really from the original rules written by somebody who was mm -hmm. um, on the uh, trans feminine side who didn't really understand how much of an impact that would have had. Right. And we all immediately, that was the first rule that got changed. So mm -hmm. on that side of it, um, any type of coverage is going to be acceptable um, as long <clears throat> as like it is a like the legal, uh, the bounds are covered and it's not just one type of swimsuit. Uh, the speedo cuts are allowed, the square cuts are allowed, and even the full binder um, underworks. 
Um, so question then if like, you know, we're, I mean, we're talking about bodies and body types and things like that. Why even have a swimsuit category? Like, what oh. are you looking for in a swimsuit category? Because traditionally swimsuit categories are who looks hottest in this swimsuit. Like, you know, you know what I, I mean? mean? Like, it's not, like, why do traditional pageants have it in the first place? <clears throat> I think that they have it for that reason, but I think our reason is a little different. Um, I had never done a swimsuit category before, and this is kind of like leading into my answer. And to have that room full of people, no matter who was on that stage, cheer for you and scream for you and make you feel like sexy and confident. And I think that it's more for us having that experience together and all of us being afraid of it, but coming off that stage feeling like it was the most fun category and just having fun with it. But on the other side of it, letting the world out there see that these are what trans bodies look like. They are sexy, they are beautiful, and this is just as glamorous and amazing, no matter what body type. Because if we really do restrict a swimsuit category, like if we take it away and say, we can't do that, we're already feeding into that notion that, oh, our bodies aren't fit for that. They're not good enough for that. Right. So um, I think that so it's important to keep it. I have a question for maybe the both of you. Um, can you explain why that's so important? Because um, uh, I, I don't think that everybody understands that moment of validation of clarity almost. Because um, uh, I remember when Freddie first went shirtless and that was like a, a thing. And like, I feel like I want to cry. Um, but can you explain what the validation, the, you know, the feeling behind that so that people understand? Do you want to go first? Or do you want me? Um, I can touch on it a little bit real quick. So we, in, 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 in trans circles, especially when we're educating and, and, you know, folks, when they Google and whatever, the thing that comes up a lot is gender dysphoria. You know, we struggle with feeling like we are in the right body, you mm -hmm. know? Um, but for, for trans folks, I think, when we, regardless of whether we've had surgery or not, if we are in a safe space and we can wear swim trunks with either nothing on top or maybe even just a binder or some sort of pasty type thing, whatever, regardless, instead of the gender dysphoria, we end up with gender euphoria. And it's that, it's that, that, just that, that moment of, feeling comfortable and not having to worry about judgment and just feeling free. And this is again, regardless of whether we've had surgery or not, it's that moment of fuck, I can take my shirt off or I can go out in my swim trunks or I'm wearing a swimsuit that is a binder as well. And it looks like a rash guard shirt and you know i don't have to worry about people going "Ooh, what the fuck like there it's just that moment where you can go out and feel comfortable and free and authentic and not have to worry about i have to wear 16 t-shirts or i don't want to go in the pool i'm just gonna sit here and dangle my feet and we're just gonna just you know yeah and and like it's that weightlessness you know like that you're finally like you just put down all of that weight and like you i have to 
put it in a different way too, because I don't think there was a lot of, for me, dysphoria, I would say about like gender wise, it was always about like my body just, and even before I understood, it was just my body wasn't, you know, muscular enough to me. And I never really got that sense of such deep despair with um, not looking the way I wanted to or not having it. But once I started to go into that possible other realm of possibility, there was that shift from a neutral, like almost ignoring that my body even existed, mm. like really not even connecting with it to being on the other side where I am finally capable of feeling like a complete person in this body and not separate from it. And I think that for me, I, I still have had struggles with even after top surgery, like really feeling comfortable with how my body has changed with the illnesses and everything. But there's still that moment, and I think that was a huge part of it for me too, is that I'm not that, I don't look like I used to. And being in swimsuit well, was yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> and it, it's personal. Like, <laughs> I, I know it's kind of bullshit to a lot of people, but like it, it, it is something that it hit me and being able to do it and still have that feeling. And, you know, because there are not a lot of spaces even still mm -hmm. that we can go like, even though there are images out there, uh, there's a lot of people who are still afraid to, like, even be in a swimsuit at the pool or, you know, in, at the It's beach. because a lot of the images that are out there are of young, hot, you know, traditionally, conventionally attractive, you know, fit, whatever. I'm, look, I am 43 fucking years old. I have a dad bod. I am fuzzy as fuck. I am not smooth. I am not, you know, like, I have I, I have a dad bod. That's just, that's great. I have seen and people so, like, go crazy to, for the dad to, bod, like, though. What you asked about what score, what's it scored on, uh, since it's not, like, body type. Um, like, really, you're modeling and your confidence in it. Are you having a good time? Like, are you scared to be up there? Or are you really showing them, like, I, this is my body and I love it? And you're going to love it too. Like, and I think that that's a huge part of it. Um, the quality of the suit and the fit of it. So is it something that you like, obviously has strings hanging off? So it's this typical, like of the garment, does it fit you? Like, or is it like really like 20 sizes too small? About that. He knows nothing like that. He knows so nothing about that. So it's, but there's really nothing in there. And it's very specifically <laughs> stated and bolded, underlined, nothing about body types. That's even in the gown and formal categories too. Nothing about your body type. And the part of that being like, making sure the judges to understand because it's that thing that a lot of people when they look at trans bodies and a lot of people other pageants that have welcomed trans people in they're still looking for that it's got to be this perfect like you know cis normative like you got to look just mm -hmm. like everybody and, like i'm not here and we're not here to make our bodies fit for cis consumption <laughs> they're going to see real trans bodies all different types right. and that's the point of the category and that's why it's important to have it like, um so I have I have a question. Um, so um, I know that you and Freddie discussed that diversity. Um, and as a person of color, I um, don't know all the efforts that go into this, um, this pageant. So I had this problem when I was younger. Um, when I looked at the TV, I knew what white people looked like. I you know, like representation was very important to to me because if I saw somebody that looked like me, it was like, okay, what do they look like? How are they acting? And is that me? Or, I mean, because we all learn from the mainstream media. If I am a person of color going through transition and looking to get into this pageant and I see 
you all. How do I, how do you change my mind to know that I fit into this pageant? Because I tell you all the time, um, I'm not you, but uh, I tell folks all the time that representation matters. And um, when I see, like if somebody asks me to uh, perform in a show or they want me to run for a pageant, um, I look at things like photos. I look at things like watching the pageant and then going, well, I only saw five Black girls in there. Um, how do you get people like me to come to you? And I, th- I think that that's another, like, really important thing. It, it may, you may not, like you said, you may not reach out at first because if you don't see anyone that looks like you out there. Um, and I think that that might have been some of the things that had happened on our side um, with the guys because there was one person of color um, who had, had run last year out of all of us. And I think that for me, in addition to what I can do to reach out, I need to go to the people that are involved with the system that would be would know more than I would. Because like, I, I honestly don't have enough, a lot of the experience that you got, you girls do and uh, like guys do that, you know, there may be questions I can't answer, but I'd have to sit down and with that person, because my first alternate, uh, Javon, um, mm-hmm. is a person of color. And he, he, we really rely on like this community of people who have different experiences. Like, what am I, what can I do to reach people mm-hmm. that I may not be thinking of, you know, and what can we do? So that would be the one side of it on the outreach part of like letting the people who actually are involved with these communities and are the representative of these communities, like representative of these communities, like not making myself the center of that conversation, mm. you know? And I think reaching out to people and, you know, paying them for their time and experience and helping. Um, I'm, I really kind of believe in that. And the other side of that too is approaching it. Once we do connect with one another, there needs to be two sides of it. Someone there to help break that mold and break into the, and, and make sure that people don't think that that's what this is that it's very exclusive and restrictive. And there needs to be, as soon as we have that conversation, me going to the other side and us going to the judges and being like, okay, any biases you have, we need to squash that crap right now. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, it's, it's something that I've seen with a lot of, of pageants, people kind of get turned off because some judges are very, they, they have turned this, off by the, uh, the judges that mm-hmm. judge people of color for uh, not looking Western. Yeah, that's so. um, <laughs> that's the thing. Is and, and and I think that when picking our judges, we've really talked about, you know, having me in the conversation with it, really making sure that just winning a national title or just you know doing it, it doesn't qualify you to really be a judge. Just that, and there's got to be a lot more mm-hmm. to it. There's been a, some ideas floating around um, about even asking people like, what makes you qualified to judge this pageant? Like doing the opposite mm. side, of, like almost. Like interviewing the judges and, and like really honing that, that down. And I think that making sure also the panel is diverse enough and that the head judge knows all of these different things, your head judge really should know any of these different like factors that like all the aspects of diversity that you would find in other pageants that have been problems. Like you should have that knowledge. Like this has come up in other pageants before. Let's talk about this as judges. Let's go through our session at first and make sure that this isn't, a factor because I think that those are the big things that always turn like you have a diverse group of contestants maybe one year and then 
a judge's panel will do these implicit bias sort of things. And then for the next several years, you don't get anyone from different communities and it's all this homogenous group of people. And I, I just think that there's, it's gotta be on all fronts. It's gotta be the title holders and the promoters and the judges really expanding past that bubble. And I really like have been trying to do a lot of listening this year because as you can see, I ramble a lot <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. it's no, you oh, oh, no. never. I'm either like completely quiet and don't say anything. You're thir- you don't ramble. You're thorough. <laughs> it's that Detailed. whole like, neurodivergent Detailed. brain thing. so where then where can folks find you online where can they follow you to get information you know just follow you where can they follow you to get information on the pageant all the things oh it's popping up right down there um look at that the uh instagram there um, look at that and then um on facebook of course this is I've been trying to fight with them. It, you can find me by searching for Dylan B. Dickerson White or Dylan Joseph, um, which is how it's stuck there because they don't believe me when I try to change it. But um, <laughs> and so, um, anything else, I really kind of just stick to those two right now. Um, I'm not, I have a TikTok. I forget what it even is. Um, I started it during COVID because I was super bored and there's some terrible videos on there. Oh, I have 50 followers on the TikTok. Oh, the t- you guys are working on it, huh? Mm. Right. The tick, like I am. I need to like get with a TikTok expert, so I'm going to find somebody that's 15 years younger than I am, basically. <laughs> but no, those are the Whoa. two main ways. That was Not- offensive. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Really, I am. No, I have like I. I feel like again. You, sometimes it needs to be spelled out for me. I'm sorry. People say I'm no, smart, but it's not true. Um, uh, <laughs> so everybody that's watching, everybody that is listening on the podcast, all the things, make sure that you go follow Dylan um, at Mr. Trans uh, USA 22 um, on the social medias and things. Um, you can keep track of him, pageant stuff, all the things all the yeah. things and continue honestly, the conversation yeah, continue the, the anybody who was interested in the pageant or like i always do uh anybody who's interested one-on-one conversations just like like a video chat because there's so much you can't go through in a text so i do block off that half an hour of time for anybody who's interested to talk about any questions they have so which is fantastic which is fantastic wow, i think more, more than most more people need does. to mm-hmm. whoops more sorry whoops um oh, do God. you have any gigs coming up where people can go watch you perform if they're in Actually, the area um i am going to be doing our like in-person ceremony with our west virginia mr and miss on friday in charleston i actually don't remember the name of this bar because it was a sort of a last minute addition um, to this, but I need to go look up these details, but I will share that flyer um, shortly after here. But I'm really excited because they've been like messaging with me back and forth. It'll be super fun. Um, And we don't require these. So this is all um, they're doing that they want to make this special for them. So I'm really trying to put that out there so everybody can see what they're doing. I say encourage it, encourage Mm -hmm. it. Seriously. Visibility, visibility, visibility. Yes. Other than that, because of the recent like medical stuff, I've kind of taken a back 
backseat until about January sometime, maybe there's, it's been a lot um, on that end. So I'm. Breaks are needed. Sometimes breaks are absolutely needed. So do you, do you take the time that you need? You do you, that's, boo. That's important. You do you. Abs yells at me all the time. He's like, have you actually taken a break yet? <laughs> there's a break in this break. It's, yeah. Um, you Felicia break. and I don't have a whole hell of a lot going on this next month. Uh, December mm -hmm. 10th, we have sex trivia at Gracie's. So make sure y'all come out for that. It's always mm -hmm. a good time. Um, I don't know who we're, what organization we're supporting uh, this month uh, to be determined. Um, but that's always fun. It's always a good time. So make sure you come out for that. Too. Dress warmly. It gets a little chilly out there. Oh, aren't you um, going to tell about your ugly what? sweater or oh that's onesie. right oh that's right that's right that's right um so like we did last year um the we're gonna do um um an ugly sweater or if you have like a naughty onesie you can wear a naughty onesie <laughs> so come out and be festive because why the fuck not um yeah. and then december 18th um i am at three fates uh which is happening at c7 5 p.m um i'm actually bringing an entirely new elton john number brand fucking new never seen it before never done it before you've and never I have seen fucking, it before i've never seen it before no <laughs> i don't i haven't bits legitimately haven't seen it before currently see pieces of it scattered oh. around my drag cave but <laughs> as it as a whole no i've never seen it before uh, oh my God. <laughs> like i'm excited to see how this turns out <laughs> so i it'll be a surprise even to me for um, everyone so I, it's a brand new elton john holiday number so come out for that um, it's the Island of Misfit Toys, so it's always uh, kind of a crapshoot um, as far as uh, burlesque numbers. It's always a damn good time. I highly recommend it. Come out and check it out. Uh, get your tickets because they sell out quick. And go in for the good seats so you don't bitch about the fact that, you know, some of those floor, back, floor work here in the back. Right? Why do get I up front. see people's heads? Don't be cheap. Don't be cheap. Get the good seats. Because so. um, I'm short. And Felicia, do you have anything coming? You don't have anything coming up, do you? No, that's all right. Sometimes I'm, it's good to so take a I am okay with that. Yeah. I, I know in the yeah. past I have gone gangbusters, but I'm okay with that right now. Yeah. So, yeah. If, um, if you have a booking, I'll take it, but I'm not like. I'm not pushing for it. Yeah, I'm not scrambling for it this month. I mean, that break is good. Um, and then next week, uh, we have author Lee Call. Um, they're going to be on. Um, they might actually be in studio with me, so that'll be exciting. Oh. Um, they, uh, they've written several books. Um, one of them was uh, At Least He's Dead, which is a fantastic little zombie book that I read. Um, oh, I need to get that. <laughs> uh at uh the halloween um story hour at brick road coffee that was so much fun um but make sure that you tune in next week for that because that should be a good conversation um and of course thank you so much uh dylan for joining us tonight it was a fantastic conversation um i'm glad that we were able to kind of touch on some things that I think that if people watching back, I think it was a good conversation. We we yeah. we talked about good stuff, which is and I think good. it's like you brought stuff like that were questions that a lot of people had, but sometimes people are afraid to ask or be like offensive in a way with it. And like, no, like oh, sure. we're not afraid to ask questions. Yeah. Like the thing is, like any system or person who is a title holder thinks that they haven't made mistakes or the system hasn't had anything to improve on, like they're lying to you. Like, <laughs> oh, it's bullshit. If they're like, oh no, this is perfect. There's nothing. A uh, uh, girl. Mm, like really mm, mm. we could start on this but we'd be here for another mm. hour and a half right <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm. let me get my tea 
<laughs> yeah. Oh no. Is that the private uh, session we're going to be doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely <came laughs> viewers. Oh, and make sure that if you haven't uh, subscribed, I was going to say prescribed. If you haven't subscribed to our it's Patreon yet, too. make sure that you do that. Um, because as always with our guests, we're going to do a little bit of the after show. Um, so we'll be posting uh, that conversation um, with Dylan on there probably tomorrow ish or so. So make sure that you uh, make sure that you subscribe to our Patreon where you can find exclusive uh, content that we don't post anywhere else. Literally nowhere, nowhere. <laughs> and there's some good content on there. So yeah. even I go back and watch it. I love how I get. To I see edit it, so I, I don't. I I watch it plenty. I just I edit it, so I don't. I don't need to go back and watch a lot. You don't of like it. to hear me laugh over and over. Uh, thank you, you Artie says. Thank you, 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 thank you. <laughs> I love seeing um Artie and Jericho in here too. Like um, so that was my first national I went to too. Was uh EOI and saw Jericho, and we kind of like started talking even then. It was just really he's such a wonderful person. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah. All right, and y'all. Thank you all so much for. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Felicia. Please, by all means, screwed y'all up today. <laughs> uh, no, we're just reading the same line all at the same time. It's, it's fine. fine. It's, it's fine. Thank you all to. Thank you to all who watch <laughs> live. <laughs> and who watch on the replay, and those that have listened to us on the podcast. I don't know where these people are i guess because it's more uh, anonymous i i have to thank you anonymously but uh more than 6500 people have downloaded our episodes and i can't figure out why um but thanks for see, listening on the it's podcast. easier to listen than the mess of watching <laughs> like i don't want to see that <laughs> um i like to look at my just look at myself when i like talking to people no. <laughs> <laughs> We weren't going to talk about it. Uh, We will see you next week for your Wednesday night conversation. Good night.